Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Why Cartwright. This is a podcast where we like to talk about all things education. My name is Brock Higley, the Multimedia Communications Coordinator of the Cartwright School District in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm alongside our esteemed superintendent, Dr. Leanne Aguilar-Lawler, and our public relations executive director, Mr. Victor Hugo-Rodriguez. And for the first time, we are so pleased to welcome our special guest, Cartwright's very own director of STEM, college and career readiness and special areas, Jessica Hauer. How's everyone doing today? Doing great. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm so excited to be a guest today, Brock. Thank you. It's great to see everybody today. Yes, it's really nice to be back and uh, share some of the stories and uh, with, with our community about the wonderful things that are happening here at Carwright. Absolutely. So today for this episode, we're going to talk about the educational efficacy of field trips for all ages K through 8 as well as explain a little bit of why we as a district offer at least one field trip for every one of our scholars. So I've done quite a bit of research into this topic in preparation for this episode, and I'm sure Jessica knows the majority of this information and can probably speak deeper on some of these topics, but for any of those field trip skeptics out there, I just ask that you listen to me for the next one to two minutes. So to start... Field trip efficacy can be broken down into a few parts. There's academic impact, hands-on learning, the reinforcement of cultural growth and personal development, and a substantial increase in student engagement. So I looked into this a little bit. According to a 2013 study based on tours to the Crystal Bridges Museum in Arkansas, over 70% of the students who visited recollected the historical context behind some of the paintings. Upon assessing the reaction papers to the tour, the participants displayed a 9% growth in critical thinking. And once again, the biggest gainers were those from high poverty institutions, posting a growth rate of 18%. The tests were conducted weeks after the students visited the museum, thus proving that knowledge from the tour was indeed retained and can be applied to succeeding activities. Furthermore, it was found in another study that 54% of teachers believe that field trips contribute to the academic performance of their students, while 53% posit that excursions are complementary to the lessons and activities in curricula. And that's from the Student and Youth Travel Association based off of a study from 2016. And for those interested, I'll be attaching both of these studies within the, 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 the description of our Spotify podcast. So before everyone gets bored of hearing my voice, I'd like to toss this conversation over to Jessica and have her talk about what Cartwright focuses on when it comes to field trips and maybe delve a little bit deeper into some of the previously mentioned topics. Thanks, Brock. Keeping these studies that you mentioned in mind, you know, Cartwright has confirmed our commitment to ensuring that all of our K-8 uh, grade scholars attend at least one academic field trip Per, per year, like you mentioned, um, because we agree that field trips are an opportunity to enhance the overall learning experience for our scholars. They allow them to an explore an environment and develop those critical thinking skills in these environments that are not immediately available to them when they're in the classroom or on their school campus. And so we ask ourselves, what steps can be taken to encourage more field trips and hands-on learning opportunities in our schools? 
And it's through this discovery process that we have created our current field trip experiences and plan for the district. And we look forward to adding even more possibilities to connect our scholars to the real world. And we know our Cartwright teachers do an excellent job of guiding our scholars in their academic studies by focusing on curricula and learning objectives that are set by our academic standards, but we want to do more for our scholars. And so as Brock mentioned, um, we share in the ideas that the research studies have, have explained to us that the potential impact of field trips can help our scholars achieve a 9% growth in critical thinking. This is so impactful for our scholars, it truly is. So our field trips allow the scholars to see how the knowledge and skills they acquire in the classroom are applied in the real world. That will help them understand the practical relevance of what they're learning in the classroom and how it connects even to future career possibilities. The field trip experiences that we have created here at Cartwright involve problem solving and critical thinking activities. Our students are navigating new environments out in the community. They're gathering information, making decisions, and these can enhance uh, their cognitive and problem-solving skills. Um, our field trips offer motivation, as you mentioned, a change of pace for our scholars um, from the routine of the school day at their school site, gives them an opportunity to build their critical thinking skills, and frankly, it builds excitement and can boost the students' motivation and engagement with their studies. It gives them a break in their routine and an opportunity to have a change of pace. Uh, by going on a field trip, they can, this can make learning um, more fun and enjoyable. Sometimes our field trips even require that students take on more responsibility for their own actions, and teachers see this. When we go out into the community, students have to follow new rules. They have to stay on task and be accountable for their behavior because they are in the community. And this really can prepare our scholars for greater independence, both uh, as they prepare for college and future careers. And you've heard me mention this a couple times, like this idea that we are preparing our scholars here at Cartwright for college and career readiness. And that's a big deal to us. It's a big initiative here within our district. We know that visiting various workplaces and institutions exposes students to a wide range of careers and industries. Students want to see people working in action in the community. And so we've created opportunities for them to do that through our field trip experiences. We're exposing our scholars to explore potential careers and interests to better understand what the pathway might look like to achieve those goals. Also, these field trips involve group activities, which fosters teamwork and collaboration. We know these skills are also crucial for success in both college and the workplace. Field trips can improve social and emotional skills as well. Our scholars are interacting with peers and adults outside of the classroom environment, often strangers. And so that really challenges them to improve their communication and interpersonal skills. And field trips to museums, cultural sites, and diverse communities can really enhance our scholars' cultural awareness and understanding, helping them become more open-minded, culturally competent, and these are valuable skills in a globalized world. 
So really, it's for these reasons, I think, that Cartwright has focused on a robust um, field trip initiative for all of our scholars. Jessica, in just uh, last year, uh, everything that you were saying, you know, it reminds me of some of the field trips that I, I was able to participate in. Uh, we took some of our scholars to the state capitol, and, uh, and, and for them to be greeted by, the, by state representatives, by senators, they were able to have a better understanding of what they do for a living, uh, their functions. And not only that, but they walk them around and they were able to see how laws were created. Uh, and, and I remember one of our scholars as the state representative uh, uh, Ortiz, uh, you know, if she, she wanted to see if she can send any of her ideas and what was the possibility of those ideas of becoming law. I mean, that's just the, the, the critical thinking there, uh, you know, the way that, you know, she was able to put everything, you know, two and two together. And she, that, that is stimulated her brain to even think farther than that, you know. And, and I was just thinking these are our future, you know, politicians. These are the, this is their future. Uh, and that's the opportunity that they, get to, that, that they get to have outside of the classroom. And so I do find uh, field trips extremely important for our scholars. Yeah, and, and, you know, we're the adults, and we're thinking about this and talking about it. So um, so what do, our, what do our staff and scholars actually think about field trips, Brock? Yeah, um, so as always, I went around and got some testimonials from a number of our staff and scholars who were on field trips, have been on field trips. Um, someone who I talked to right off the bat, uh, this was a boy named Joshua from Sunset Elementary, and he attended a live performance at the Orpheum Theater. And Joshua really wants to become a drummer. And so experiencing the drums live at the Orpheum Theater kind of gave him a high level of inspiration for something that he wants to pursue sometime in the future. So here's Joshua. He talks about uh, some other stuff as well that gets really, really funny. So here's Joshua. I watch drum tutorials at home. Um, because when I play the drums, it makes me feel good inside, and it makes my move, my body move a lot. Yeah, in second grade we had two field trips. Yeah. The other one was like the children's museum, and the first one was the fire museum. And what did you think of the children's museum? The children's museum, I climbed up all the way to the um highest play place, and I did it two times. I was moving my legs, but the People inside told me to go slow so I can't fall and hurt my head. Really? Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff in there. The fire museum, there's a lot of stuff and this guy was turning this wooden thing that made like the loudest noise. Really? Yeah, it made an echo. Do you know what it was? No, it was like a thing that they used to use in 1999. It was like a siren to like warn people there's a fire. The fire trucks, there are some that move and we get to play in one fire truck. Plus at this children's museum, there's a fire truck outside and I, and I pretended I was going to McDonald's to get 100 chicken nuggets. You know, if, if, okay, if this doesn't convince everybody how important field trips just by, by Joshua, I, I don't know what could. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love going to McDonald's to pick up 100 chicken McNuggets in a fire truck. Just 
that image is uh, <laughs> something pretty special. I have to share that with my husband, as you all know. Is a, and the yeah, level of detail that he remembers, right? I think we could not uh, overestimate how much scholars remember about their field trip experiences. So that was a great story to That's share. That's awesome. That's awesome. You'll we'll have to tell... Uh, um, Chuck Montgomery over there about Joshua's experience, especially with the uh, the 1999 apparatus, and then also the chicken nuggets to the present. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely critical thinking. <laughs> and uh, the, the, this year, I actually uh, att- so, so did you. Victor and I both went to the um, fire, fire museum, and uh, we both kind of experienced it firsthand. And I saw the kids playing on the fire truck and. One of the um, retired firefighters reads them a story about fire safety that's interactive yeah. about a dragon and things like that. So it's not yeah. just it's not just they're going around looking at things in the museum, but 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 they're learning actionable skills that they can take into the real world Absolutely. in case a, an emergency happens or something like that. And that that is just a beautiful place. I, I was. Dr. Lawler, I was asking Brock, I was expecting for him to start w- to wear the gear because you can actually go in there, you wear the, the firefighter gear. So I was expecting to see pictures of Brock as a firefighter, but he, he refused to do it. I did it. Uh, but it's, it's such a great experience. And, and then it takes you back to what, like the 1920s? And uh, so it's, it's just a beautiful experience, you know, to put things in perspective. And, and you can see that the, the moment, uh, you know, children walk into the museum, you see the excitement. And even when they leave or when they get to wear the uniform or they're climbing the, the fire truck engines, that's just a beautiful experience. That experiential learning, right? Mm-hmm. We can't, uh, can't replace experiential learning for our scholars. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right, so up next we have uh, our principal of Sunset Elementary, Jeremy Chandler, and he kind of talks about why these field trips are valuable experiences that you just can't get in the classroom. So here is Jeremy. I think uh, field trips just like this one are really important because a lot of times our kids don't have this opportunity every day to attend an orchestra or attend events like this. So seeing the seeing these opportunities and then connecting it to the band and orchestra that they're a part of and they can see that this is an opportunity if this is something that they they enjoy and love being a part of that it's something they can do the rest of their life so that was jeremy thank you mr chandler thank you yes thank you principal chandler um so i also spoke with a a third grade scholar um her name's arissa adaki and she was uh, present at the a recent NCAA uh, read celebration. And she kind of talked about, so for those that haven't seen what we've put out on social media about the event, uh, just a quick summary is uh, we had members from the NCAA alongside a, a few other sponsors, and they came and um, had actually two WNBA players um, reading uh, stories and, and uh and then speaking to all of our third grade scholars across the district who came to our uh, Atkinson gym site. And it was just a very special event uh, just to see kind of the reaction of the kids. They put out a great video on their social media if anybody wants to take a look at that as well. Um, and so I spoke, uh, we spoke to Arissa, and she 
talks about how, you know, kind of seeing what she learned at this event and, uh, you know, just kind of allowed her to maybe follow her dreams potentially. So here is Arissa. I learned that it's not to compete, it's only to read and get better, which is the thing where you could achieve your dreams. A little, a little quick bite from Arissa, but I, I, I think it's really uh, kind of inspirational to hear something from such a, a young, a, a young girl saying something like that. It, it, and that is exactly the message that it was expected for our scholars to to receive through this event, right, Jessica? Right. Yes. And you know, I think another what Arissa reminds me is another advantage of a, a field trip experience is each scholar really has their own personalized pathway. They can. Um, get out of the experience something that's meaningful to them. So whether they see it as inspirational for their academics or a hobby or playing an instrument, whatever their passion is, when you provide an opportunity for scholars to go out into the community, they can really personalize what that experience means to them and connect in some way. Just like you were saying, Victor, some of the students might have been daydreaming about putting on that fire suit, right? While others might have been connecting to the reading of the story from the firefighters. And so I think um, our field trips just provide lots of different opportunities for our scholars. And these are good opportunities free of charge. Uh, I, I know I know my daughter was, uh, she was a student at Sunny Slope and any field trip, either we will have to pay for the meals or pay at least a percentage of the field trips. Uh, Disneyland trip, uh, field trip, we had to pay 250 plus we were we were supposed to provide money for for the meals for every single day that they were staying over there. Uh, but uh, one thing you know I see here at Cartwright School District is that these field trips are free of charge, including the field trip that uh, the Washington DC field trip. Yeah. yeah, and provide opportunities that they may not even have access to. Yeah, and I, I'd like to. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd like to speak to that, too. Thank you for bringing it up, Victor Hugo, um, about, the, you know, we we um, we want to make sure that everything we do um, goes back to our community. And this is something that um, during, you know, several years ago when I first became the superintendent during the listening tours, very loud and clear um, that our parents uh, really wanted field trips and extracurricular um, uh, extracurricular activities for their their children. But last week and the week the month before, um, I have an eighth grade um, scholar council that we meet once a month, and each time that we've met since the year started. The scholars have really emphasized how much they want to do more field trips and more opportunities where all grade levels get together, like the third grade, read to the final four, the eighth grade college and career kickoff. And I was really excited to hear that because we hear a lot from our parents and our teachers about what our scholars want. But Truly, this is something that our scholars are going to be sharing at an upcoming board meeting study session. Uh, you know what they want to focus on to make our district um, even better than it already is, and, and field trips are at the top of their list. And those opportunities and experiences. And I know that Brock, you um, you talked to um, some teachers and some parents, and so I just wanted to you know front load with that. This is just something that 
um, you know, we want to give to our families and our scholars for, for now, but also for, like you said, college career, their future. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. And just to kind of piggyback off of that, I, I, I kind of wanted to just maybe even talk about some of the field trips that, 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 that we do have. I mean, the past two years, uh, Victor already brought it up. We've taken a group of uh, scholars from one of our schools to uh, D.C., and they've seen the uh, the White House and uh, the where Congress meets and, and where, where the senators meet and may pass legislation that affects our entire nation. And then Another one, uh, this was a recent one that I actually went to. We took a uh, number of our middle schoolers to Arizona State University School for Earth and Space Exploration where they saw an interactive kind of space simulation of what our universe looks like and how small we really are in terms of the grand scheme of things. And they got an interactive tour through these research bases and they learned that these even undergrad students at ASU are doing... Not just hands-on learning, but hands-on research that's helping NASA to further their Mars programs and and, and things all along those lines. So we have and we have so many of these like really intricate and detailed field trips that I think are pr- pretty exceptional considering we're a K through eight district, especially that we're giving these younger kids these type of opportunities to really kind of branch out and and, and see the world. Yeah, and our Desert Sands Journalism, um, communicate, Mass Communication and Journalism Middle School, um, Victor Hugo, didn't they go, um, we took them uh, last year to um, Disneyland and California Adventure to yeah. learn more about communication. Yeah, and, and, and that was a great opportunity because they were able to not only enjoy the park, but they were able to go there and do interviews. They needed to know more or less the job responsibilities or, of some of the, the characters and the people that actually work at Disneyland. So they came back with great stories. And going back to also the Washington, D.C. trip, uh, I do remember that for most of the scholars who participated in this field trip, uh, for most of them, it was the first time that they would actually leave Maryville. First time, first time on a plane. First time leaving Arizona, uh, and first time uh, visiting the Capitol, the Senate, or the House of Representatives. Uh, and and even for me, uh, I, even though, even though I was a news reporter and I cover a lot of stories in Washington D.C., uh, for me, it, this was my first time going to the White House. Uh, so it, it, it's, a, it's a great experience, and you can see uh, the excitement. Uh, our scholars dress up, you know, to go to the, the you know, to, to go to the Capitol, to the Senate, and, uh, and it was just a beautiful experience because everything makes sense. Uh, you know, whatever they see on TV, when they see the president walking uh, on the lawn or the press conferences or how laws are created or when they go from the Senate to the House, now everything was just kind of, you know, it was coming together to understand, you know, how laws, federal laws are created. Yeah, And also, Victor, we'll remember, like, I went on that trip, too, and just the um, getting going on an airplane for the first time. Yeah, that, that, that's an experience in and of itself. Yeah. And we are also looking at some other opportunities, um, new opportunities this year, we have uh, started conversations and working on developing an opportunity for eighth grade scholars, uh, for some of them that are interested in going into maybe future career in medicine. 
uh, visiting the U of A College of Medicine, which is downtown Phoenix. And uh, they've been excellent so far in working on planning this field trip for our scholars. They're going to create a mini med school opportunity for these eighth graders to learn how the brain works, um, have a heart station, even explore orthopedics, splinting and wrapping, um, a mannequin, uh, learning how to take blood pressure and understanding how the heart sounds. So it'll be a great opportunity for them to connect even with undergraduate and graduate students that are studying um, medical and pharmacy areas of study uh, at the U of A. And this is a good way for, for our scholars to start thinking about college. I mean, this is, we are the bridge to college. So whenever we, and, and, and I, this reminds me of my daughter, because every time I will be invited to my alma mater, she would come with me. If I was the keynote speaker of a university, she would come with me. And then I, I took her around to all these different universities. Uh, and, uh, and when she was in high school, it was just like she started applying to all these different universities. She started inquiring more the programs that were available there. And uh, so I think this is just by exposing our children to, to college. I think that this is a good opportunity for them to start thinking about the future. Yeah, and that exposure really starting earlier is even better. Brock, I know you've mentioned a lot of research. I think the research is saying now 6th, 7th, and 8th grade is the time to allow students to really start exploring what options are there? So to help them find meaning in maybe a critical math class that seems tough, but if they know it can, taking that course, that tough course in physics or chemistry, whatever the content area is, can help them reach their goals. They're going to find that motivation to persevere and really uh, work hard in their studies. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I know that we still have a couple of, um, uh, people that you interviewed to listen to, but once we do, I really want to hone back on that critical thinking. Yeah, one one hundred percent. So up next, I there's two more people that we got to hear from. But uh, so uh, we take our kindergartners to a local farm to kind of experience that life, and they have a farmer kind of show them around, and they pick vegetables that they get to bring home with them at the end of the day and and things like that. So I I actually attended that field trip as well, and I spoke to one of our kindergarten teachers, Jessica Guzman, who works for uh, Tomahawk Elementary School, and she just kind of talks about the importance of field trips in her from her perspective. I think it's essential to the process because we're talking about things but they don't get to experience and live them and here it's like real. Oh we talked about living and non-living things and this is reality and they get to actually go out in the world and experience these events and some kids don't have the opportunity to go to these places. Okay so that was Jessica thank you so much and last but not least a one of the parent chaperones from that same field trip I, I asked her what do you think the kids learn on these field trips? And, and, and these are kindergartners we're talking about. And I actually really appreciated her response to this because she kind of talked about what, what they can bring home in terms of how they're learning and, and what they're learning on these field trips. So here is Susana Avila, a parent of one of our scholars. I feel like it, it helps them to learn to work together, how to follow direction, especially because I think that's a big help for parents. It's learning to be able to work together with siblings and and being able to go home and also being able to pay attention to their parents. You know, I think it's a big thing. 
Okay, thank you so much, Susanna. Um, I, I loved how she brought up just kind of learning the ability to, to, to work together, work, work amongst their peers and work amongst other adults and, and, and things like that kind of, because, you know, it's not just sitting in the classroom and learning from the whiteboard and the teacher and that interactive process. But it's, I mean, on this field trip, uh, you, you, I'm, I was following a line of kindergartners and they, the rule was don't step on anything green because that's, those are the plants and the vegetables and the fruits that uh, they were able to pick eventually. And the, I mean, these kindergartners just did, did a great job at, and there's a lot of them there. There were close to 40, maybe 50 kindergartners that we had all in a line in a, in a field, a farm field, just following directions and listening to the adults that were there on the trip. And then when they were told to pick vegetables, they were picking the vegetables. And I just thought it was really, really well done. Because you're using all your senses to be able to gather information. Uh, it's just not getting the theory that you normally get in the classroom, but you're really exposed to all these different things, to the to the smell, to to the sounds, to everything that is around you. And I think that it really stimulates your brain and to to keep thinking. And then those are some of the things that you you start making those associations, and and that's how you learn. Yeah, not only to stimulate your brain and your senses, but just that curiosity and this new environment. You know, it's really an opportunity for students to ask questions about the world around them and maybe a space they've never been and they've only or they've only experienced on television or on a video. And now they're there in person at the farm or at the field trip experience, um, being really curious, wanting to understand why things work. Or why did certain events happen in history? And so I think encouraging those questions, Dr. Lawler, to your point, encouraging these questions can really um, promote critical thinking. Uh, and we know that these skills are really important for our scholars. Yeah, absolutely. My whole dissertation was on um, critical thinking in our schools, especially our elementary schools. Uh, we definitely need more of it. And in order to understand, and as you said, both you and Brock talked about at the beginning of this podcast, um, unless you can actually experience it outside of the classroom, outside of your homes, um, outside of places that you're used to, critical thinking can be difficult. But um, now we know why we're doing this. So we want to make sure that our scholars and our families know how important it is because we have an incredible population. Not only are they extremely bright, but um, most of them are um, bilingual. And that's, again, I mean, you can look at the research on that for a different day, but um, I'll just tell you now, bilingualism does... Um, increase achievement as well um, for students who have more than one language. So uh, again, we have such potential and we're going to continue to ensure that our scholars are never, never without any kind of opportunities. So I'm excited about it. And Jessica, I know you're new to Cartwright, but gosh, you have done so much and I'm so excited about what's to come with you here in our district. Oh, thanks, Dr. Lawler. You know, it's really an amazing uh, uh, time for me in my own career to be here in a district where so many of, as you mentioned, your dissertation, I mean, so many of best practices in education 
um, are happening right here at Cartwright. So it's just an opportunity for me to be a part of a team that's already committed to doing the right thing for scholars. Is uh, It's really my pleasure. It's an exciting time to be here at Cartwright. All right. Well, if that's, if that's all we have for today, thanks again for listening to Why Cartwright Episode 16. Just a reminder, the podcast releases on the first of the month every month, so look out for future episodes. Additionally, we will always share the new episodes on our Twitter at CartwrightSD, Facebook Cartwright School District hashtag 83, and Instagram CartwrightSD83. So follow us there for all future episodes. Thank you for listening, and we hope you have a great rest of your day. Music